0: for joining in to Sanctuary Online. Welcome to Home Church. I'm Pastor Heath. This is Pastor Christian. And uh, we're here for a brand new series today called Living Past the Altar. Uh, If you have a Bible, we'd love for you to join us in Exodus chapter 24, verse 16. And as you do that, I'm going to pray together that uh, God just be with us in the next few moments. Father, we thank you for today. Lord, we ask you that you'd be with every person listening Uh, online and watching online, Lord, that you would touch them, that they'd be refined by your fire, called deeper into your presence. Lord, we want to be fanned into flame all the things the Holy Spirit wants to do and give in our life. Lord, purge us of sin, and Lord, make us a a people called by you for your possession, Lord, to do and see great things, to enter into your holy place. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Pastor Christian, I grew up in church. And I realized, uh, years later, that I didn't really have an accurate understanding of what holiness was. Right. Uh, so I, I, in my experience, it was either being too weak on sin mm-hmm. or too strict on legalism. So uh, even as, as I got into college, just not really understanding, like, I don't think I really understood what the gospel really meant. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe that's, maybe that's you. Uh, I think we can, we can go through uh, church, we can come and maybe we've had partial understandings or maybe we've had misunderstandings and we go and we live our life the best that we can, just like I did. And we find out, man, I'm either uh, burdened down by sin or I'm not living victoriously over it. Or maybe I've followed a set of standard of rules to the best of my ability and it just didn't live up to Um, and the victory that I really wanted to. And uh, I think the challenge for us today is to be reverent for God, to understand the seriousness of sin, but also see a glorious pursuit of His holiness, that He is holy, that we pursue Him more than we pursue rules. Uh, We pursue that relationship. But at the same time, what is holiness throughout this series, we're going to talk about getting a passionate understanding of the gospel through Jesus Christ. And kind of an illustration we have for you in this series is our tabernacle here, and we're going to be alluding to that here and there. But uh, we want to talk about one thing today, that, that is God is fire, and fire consumes flesh, and it consecrates spirit. It'll We'll either be uh, consumed by fire in our flesh or consecrated uh, in our spirit. So turn with us uh, today in Exodus chapter 24. We're going to talk about who is God? And simply this, that God is fire. Uh, we'll set the scene up as Pastor Christian gets ready to read. So in Exodus chapter 3, we get this guy named Moses. And Pastor Christian, uh, you know the story well that Moses, uh, he's he's out there. He's made some mistakes as he was, uh, you know, had the, the whole awesome story about him being, you know, rescued from the bulrushes and becoming a mm-hmm. prince of Egypt. Right. And you can watch the cartoon on Netflix, right? right. Uh, so. But he's tending the sheep, and he sees a burning bush, uh, and it's not burned up. He goes to this burning bush. It's actually on the Mount of God. I don't think he knew that. And he goes up there, and God speaks and calls him. And he says, Moses, Moses, you know. And he says, "Uh, take off your shoes, the sandals of your feet, for what you're standing on is holy Ground and God would call Moses to do some great things. Okay, mm-hmm. so in that moment, though, but what is holiness? So he says, the ground you are standing on is holy. What is holiness uh, for that in that moment? What do you think? What do you? What, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think holy?
1: Uh, well, um, God is holy, so God's that's holy. the first thing that comes to mind. But holiness is is to be set apart from the things, that, to, in my mind, right. holiness is to be set apart. It's something that's set apart, something that's different, something that doesn't align with the things of this world, the right. things that you know uh, people say about us or the things that, that people do with inside of this world. Like we live in a world that's so... Uh, and right now, everything's been stripped back. Right. We already know that. We, you know, sports, entertainment, going shopping, everything, and it, you know. But being holy for me is to be set apart for something
0: that is of God. Right. If that makes sense. I think about Isaiah when he sees the, you know, these, these beings, you know, and they've got multiple faces mm-hmm. and multiple six wings, and they fly, and all they can say about God is in the threefold. They say, holy 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 john sees them you know in revelation as well and uh there's only one you know a couple times in scripture those two times in scripture i think that god is ever said of in threefold so threefold is like okay one holy is okay where are you holy two holies but when you get to the third in the Mm -hmm. hebrew it's like this manifestation this ultimate there is only one being in all the world that is holy and it it's his otherliness that Mm -hmm. god is not like anything else, any other being that he's perfectly moral, perfectly just, perfectly loving. He is He's glorious in his splendor and you know when the, the mountains melt like wax, you know before right. the Lord the psalm says, you know the valleys are, are made high that God uh, lightning and thunder and flash, you know it flashes before him. So here's this being holy God and Moses right. sees him as fire and everywhere he goes becomes consecrated. Holiness is that Otherliness—it is the set-apartness of God that He is not like me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's not like you. Right. He's not like any being that we could ever say. And so, there, I think a challenge is—and we're going to look at this passage—is when God shows up, we can either fear Him or we can fall in love with Him. Right. We can we can see Him in His awe and His wonder and say, "Man, I want that." I want to right. be around him. I trust him. I, I think, I think uh, wondrous things about him. He's not like us, and so I, I can fall in love with him. Or we can say, oh, my gosh, uh, because I know who I am. I, I can't be, get near that. Right. But hey, turn with us in Exodus uh, 24, verse 16. Who is God? God is fire. Let's talk about, after Moses has this experience, now he's got the children of Israel out of Egypt, and they finally get back to the mountain of God where Moses had this burning bush experience. So let's read there together. It says
1: this, says in Exodus 24, 16 through 18, it says, The glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it for six days. And on the seventh day he called to Moses from the midst of the cloud, and to the eyes of the sons of Israel the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on the mountaintop. Moses entered the midst of the cloud and as he went up into the mountain uh, and Moses was on the mountain 40
0: days and 40 nights. So the guy, Moses has already seen God in a fire right. in a little bush. Mm-hmm. Okay. I saw a little bush, God, and I saw a right. snake. You know, it came in my staff and all this kind of. And I said, the mm-hmm. plagues, and then that parting of the water. Now we get back to the mountain, and this God who is holy, mm-hmm. who is otherly, who there is no one like Him. And I've begun. If we're Moses, we've begun to trust Him at His word because mm-hmm. I should trust Him, right? Because right. He's otherly. He's not. He's not. Un, he's the most trustworthy being ever. Right. Um, now his glory, his full holy presence has come upon the top of this mountain. It looks like a volcano, mm-hmm. lightning and flashing and quaking. And these people, and Deuteronomy even tells us, chapter 5, verse 25, that this consuming fire came upon the mountain. The mm-hmm. holiness of God manifested as fire, consuming fire. And what does fire do? Fire, fire is burning, it's refining, it's consuming. Uh, it, it's light, and that's mm-hmm. God. And the people are like, Moses, no, 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 no. Uh, We can't go up there. If we go up to that fire, we will die. And Moses, God's calling, come up here, I'm going to tell you stuff. And they say, no, Moses, you go. And so Moses goes as their mediator in their stead. And it even says that when Moses came back down, that because of the holy presence of God, even his face, his appearance radiated uh, from being in God's holy presence. So holiness of God makes holy other things. It's, it affects change in something. It changes the very appearance of other things. Right. That fire consumed Moses mm-hmm. in a very positive way. So right. here's what I get out of that. There are two groups of people. One of us, we can stay down on the bottom of the mountain as the g- goodness, here's this fearful but all God, awesome God. He says, come to me. And we can either say, no, 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 I know I'm a sinful person. Right. I am fearful of that. It will consume my flesh, and and final fire consumes flesh, and that fire will consume me. Then you have a Moses. Right. He says, No, God, where you are, I want to be. I'm going right. up the mountain. And I don't know. Do you think he knew that he was going to live? Uh, I don't <laughs> think so. Uh, and I don't think that I would know either. <laughs> you know, to be super honest. There's a little bush, and now it's a volcano.
1: Right. You know? Right. I, I. And I. You know, as a as a young Teenager, just really un- not really understanding um, all of who God was, and not understanding this whole consuming fire as far as hell fire and consuming fire, and that's kind of what we're th- talking about. Right. I remember as a as a teenager, erring on the side of with the the Israelites being like, no, 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 you know. Right. Uh, I remember you know setting in big church. That's what we call it. Right. Um, and I remember maybe an evangelist coming in, a special speaker, or even our pastor preaching about hell and, and knowing about what hell was. And I knew that I didn't want to go to hell. Right. <laughs> and, and I feared it very right. much. So, uh, in which we should, we right. should fear hell. There's, Good. there's a holy fear. It's a holy fear. But I remember time after time again, I'd hear those sermons and I'd be weeping down at the altar, but I never made it past the altar. Right. Which is what we're talking about living today, past the living past the altar. And I never made it past that point yeah. time after time, not until, I had an experience with God that pushed me past the altar, and I'm sure we'll get into all of that later on, but it wasn't until I had that moment with God that pushed me past the altar and understanding what really what hell was about, that I didn't necessarily have to fear hell if I was secure in who I was in Jesus and and God
0: and all that stuff. And the gracious moment here is that God, even though He was consuming and is consuming fire, and he knew they could die. And they knew they could die. Right. He still called them closer. Exactly. That means, he, that means I have to trust God that he knows best. If he's mm-hmm. the most holy, perfect, innocent, pure, just, morally right, glorious being in the universe. Mm-hmm. And he calls me forward. And he's the consuming fire. Shouldn't I trust him mm-hmm. like Moses to go right. up the mountain not knowing what's going to happen to my life? And, mm-hmm. and maybe for you. For this first point, who is God? He's fire. You and I have a choice. We'll either be like the Israelites and stay down the mountain in fear of that fire, or like Moses will go into it. So where's your pursuit of God? Do you see him as fearful, or you see him as someone you can fall in love with and follow, even if it means the fire consuming our flesh? So we'll either be consumed by fire or we'll be consecrated by it. But who is God? He's fire. Now, who are we? We are flesh. We're flesh. And uh, Pastor Christian, don't you love the smell? I know you like to, to grill and smoke things. You like the smell I of barbecue. Do. I do. You know, when, when fire consumes flesh, it kind of makes a smell, right? And, right. And if you put it on there too long, it becomes burnt. Right. Well, you know, the Bible says that, that we are judged, that when the law of God came into the world, that it revealed the sin in our flesh And it showed us that we were all falling short of the glory of God, Mm -hmm. that none of us could ever get into his glorious presence and get past that altar into the the holy place of God. And so uh, without holiness, the Bible says in in Exodus, even he told Moses, Moses, no man can see God in the flesh and live, that your flesh can't be in the presence of God. Mm -hmm. So judgment, for that reason, comes upon the world. Wherever his holiness breaks out, it comes against flesh. It, it, right. it, his fire consumes flesh. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's either in these moments we see in Exodus or even in the hellfire mm-hmm. that's coming upon the world that His holiness, the full judgment, the wrath of God is upon sinful flesh. His holiness, its fire mm-hmm. will consume it. But then God gave this temporary appeasement of His wrath, right? So He makes and instills these burnt offerings we see through the Old Testament, these sacrifices where flesh was consumed by fire mm-hmm. In a temporary appeasement until right. he could get his son here. Mm-hmm. And in any case, flesh always had to be consumed by fire. And if you wanted to get around that altar, you couldn't get there without right. the flesh being consumed. And so we see, even in that, judgment is upon the people in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. But God's gracious that he provided a temporary moment, right. a temporary way to appease his wrath. And so again, you can see God in two ways fearful. Or someone to fall in love with right. and and Moses even told me he says don't treat even though there's a temporary appeasement for this thing remember you are flesh right if you if you put strange fire on this altar if you try to do the the get to God a different way man you'd see in the Old Testament then fire would come out and consume people right. fire would, would destroy them because nobody can get to God without the flesh being consumed right. without coming the right way right and so I think a question for us is not only is who is God and know that he's fire, but Moses really wanted to make sure. Don't forget who you are. Exactly. You are flesh. We are flesh. And so I think about that in the modern Christian context. Do we do we take God too lightly? Yeah. Do uh, do we do we forget maybe that we're flesh? Right. Right. And I. I know I, I, I've been
1: in ministry since I graduated high school, you know, 2014, you know, it's not been that long, but nah. it's been, it's been a little while for me anyway, uh, going on six years, seven years and uh, traveling and doing ministry. I've heard a lot of people, you know, the the problem that we see today is that people think that they can get to heaven through their workspace, which is, yeah, that's right. which is their flesh. They right. think, you know, Hey, I'm a good person. I do good things. In fact I've known people who would give you the shirt off their back but right. really don't understand that, you right. know, this whole consuming fire, holy fire, how holy God is type thing, and we can do two things. Right. We talk about Jesus coming in the flesh and being that atonement for our sins. Right. Just like the, the sacrifice was for them on the altar. Right. And we can either we can either try to do things by our own works and right. be burnt up by hellfire, right. which is still the consuming fire of god or we can allow jesus to be that atonement for us Amen. that's good uh, we can be jesus to be that atonement for us and our flesh to be burnt up with him and it can do two two things it can either be bad for us right or good for us right. because we're doing it with jesus and we right. know where our salvation comes from And that's not works based it's based on jesus his who, work yeah Amen. it's it's based off his work
0: yeah. And, and in that, I can, as a person being fleshly, I can either get mad at God and say, you mm-hmm. know what? I don't deserve this, blah, blah, blah. Or I can see, man, he is so loving. He provided a way in the old Testament, a way through the flesh that we could appease the wrath of God in the old Testament. And then like you said, into the new Testament mm-hmm. where Jesus becomes that living sacrifice for us. He lays his life down on he becomes the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And he lays his flesh down right. for us so that we can come boldly Hebrews says into the throne of grace to find help in a time of need that that but I mm-hmm. still have to remember I am not God mm-hmm. and I'm flesh and I need to take take note of that and just realize how small I am sometimes right. we have a, a, the world today is always building you up self help motivation you're good you're mm-hmm. great you're awesome and it's true God seizes that right but He still even in the Old Testament wanted us to remember Moses said in Deuteronomy 423 Watch for yourself that you do not forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you. And make for yourself graven images right. in the form of anything. He says, he says, don't forget, for the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. Mm-hmm. So he says, I want you to keep a reverent awe. Mm-hmm. Remember who God is. God is fire. But you can either follow him on the altar or, or fall away from him into fear. But he says, right. don't forget, even if you follow him, He's a jealous God, he's always a consuming fire, right. so take advantage of what he's given you. So who is God? He's fire. Who are we? We're flesh, and uh, we can either be fearful of him, or we can fall in love with him and see him for who he is. And so, where do we go from here? Uh, let me read you Hebrews chapter 12, verse 20. It says, therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Where do we go from here? I I think, again, sometimes I feel as a a pastor, even as a Christian, that Mm -hmm. maybe in the modern context, we're so far removed from biblical Christianity that like we said at the beginning, we either are too weak on sin or too strict on legalism. And we talk about the context of holiness. I either, I'm fearful of giving up all that stuff and I'm fearful of what's gonna do by getting closer to God. And we fail to see like that pursuit of him. And I uh, really, even, even now that we've talked about this in, in multiple ways, this fear of God or falling in love with him, that will either be consumed by him or we'll be consecrated by him. I think about what uh, Matthew chapter three says. I think you have, you want to read that for us. Matthew yep. three, verse 11, what John the Baptist said about Jesus. Yep. It says this, Matthew three, verse 11 and 12. As for me,
1: I baptize with water for repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, and I am not fit to remove his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clear his threshing floor. And he will gather his wheat into the barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable
0: fire. I think we read that last verse very often because it's a scary verse. Right. But even in this context, Pastor Christian, we have two options. It says Jesus is coming, mm-hmm. just like what we've said before. He's going to stand in the gap. Jesus becomes the flesh for us. He becomes the right. Lamb of God, the mediator, just like Moses was a mediator. He becomes a mediator, just like uh, the flesh was offered. Now he offers his flesh, so mm-hmm. now we can identify with him. But even John the Baptist said, "There's two options." You will either be baptized in fire mm-hmm. or you will be thrown into the unquenchable fire. Both are manifestations of the holiness of God. Right. And so Jesus comes and, and he says, you know, repent, believe in the gospel, believe in the good news. That there is both. It's both don't go the way of consumed by the fire of God's mm-hmm. holiness, but be consecrated by the fire of his spirit, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, he, I think about what Jesus says in in uh, Mark 9, 43, he says, If you don't crucify the flesh, if you don't follow me, he says, you'll go into hell, into the unquenchable fire where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Mm -hmm. It's the full wrath of of what happens when flesh comes into God's holiness Mm -hmm. or tries to get past the altar. Right. You know, flesh that tries to get past, flesh that tries to get into eternity Mm -hmm. without going through the right process. It only ends in unquenchable fire. And I think about what Hebrews says, it's a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of the living God. He says, if you try to go another way than Jesus, if you try to get there another way than Jesus, if you treat the the sacrifice of Jesus lightly, there's no more any sacrifice for sin. There's Mm -hmm. only the unquenchable fire of expectation of judgment. And so how do we live now? Like you said, sometimes we can live in the fear. Mm -hmm. I want to get saved every week. Or do we live in the pursuit and say, God, I want to be baptized Mm -hmm. in fire.
1: Right. I think about the, you know, um, when I did fear um, and looking back and now my life now is as it sits now, wanting to be a part of that, that wholly consuming fire to be like Moses, to go up on the mountain. When I think about this whole scenario here about the whole, you know, how do we get our, where do we go from here and how do we get our um, impurities out and all this other stuff. I think about that show, I don't know if you've seen it before, it's called um, Forged in Fire. Okay. Uh, Forged in Fire, I don't know if, if you guys have watched it before, it's actually, it's one of my favorite shows. I like to watch stuff like that, but they take, yeah, a little plug there. I take, uh, they take these and it could be, it can be any kind of metal. It could be anything from the spring that is underneath a car to, you know, a ball of steel to anything, but they have to take these, these things or these products, these metal, and they have to forge them into weapons. Right. And it can, they start off the show with, I don't know, six, seven people and it can be anywhere. They start off uh, forging a blade of their choice, you know, it can be anywhere, and they have certain parameters that they have to make the blade in. But they stick that blade in the fire, right. you know, or that, but it starts off as this ball or this piece of, you know, metal, and they stick it in the fire, and they heat it up and heat it up and heat it up. They take it out of the fire and they hammer it and hammer it and hammer it, and, and all the while they're pulling all of those impurities right. out of that right. metal to be able to forge it into this thing, right? This whatever it is that they're making. And sometimes, sometimes, um, whenever they're working with their blade, even towards the end of the process, um, if everything just does not go right, if they don't hammer it correctly, or if there's a, a fracture in the blade, or, or if there's a, a nick or a ding in the metal, and they heat up that blade for the last time, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then they dip it in the oil... And it quenches that blade, and the quenching is to make that blade hot it, it makes the, the, the um, it makes it hard it makes it tough right. it makes that metal d- that tough and if it sometimes if there's an impurity still left or whatever, they dip that blade and sometimes it just it, fractures it, yeah, it and then sometimes some of these guys I've watched them they don't they don't go back and start over. Sometimes they'll say, oh, I can make it work. Maybe I can make it work because they're on a time limit. And so they go and try to make it work, and then they end up breaking everything right. that they've worked for. Uh, and even towards the end of the show, even if they make it to the end, the judges judge them based off of what they've made and if there's any impurities and different things like that. And they do a strength test and a sharpness test. And if they don't make it past this, sometimes they'll do the strength test and the blade will just break in half. Uh, And even then they judge them based off of the impurities or how perfect their blade is. And that's kind of how it is with us in our relationship with God (laughs) that refining for for me is that refining. It's that constant sticking it in the fire, hammering out the impurities. And even in the end, we're still going to be judged based off of our life and how we lived it. Did we live it in this fear of God? This holy, reverent, awe, fear of God being like Moses, wanting to go up and be consumed and consecrated. Or are we living in fear and just right. trying to do what we can do to skip on past? It and, and both
0: fires are good and bad are bad in a sense. You know, like right. it, that process can, like you said earlier, it can hurt. It, it, it forges it out. It's going to mm-hmm. purify you. And sometimes we can be scared of that process. Right. I don't know if I want God to do that in my life. I don't know if I want God to take away my drinking or those TV shows I, don't, I like to watch. Or I don't. Mm-hmm. Make, but what is worth being, I think the, the challenge for us today is, is the holiness of God, is who he is, is he worth pursuing? We're not talking about a, a lifestyle of rules. We're talking about an, an encounter with the living, holy fire of God. to to be in his presence, to say, Mm -hmm. this is the most beautiful being in existence. He's the one that we wanna long to be in his presence for eternity, that I will go through any fire that he puts me through just Mm -hmm. to be with him, just to be near him. And so we don't view it fearfully as, oh my gosh, what am I gonna have to give up? Oh my gosh, how much church am I gonna have Mm -hmm. to go? How much money am I gonna have to give up? What kind of clothes am I gonna have to wear? What kind of shows can I watch? But instead it's saying, God, I know that you are God and I am flesh and I see the goodness that you called Moses even though you knew you were fire, that you sent a, a burnt offering to pacify the judgment because you're such a good God, that you sent your son Jesus in the flesh for my flesh, that you're such yes. a good God, even in the midst of a punishing fire that I deserve. Right. He's calling me deeper into himself and that's a good God. That is a good that's God. a good God. And, and that's yes. our challenge for you today. How do you live past the altar? The first thing is to see who is God. He's holy. He's fire. And who are you? You're flesh. And we deserve judgment. But where do we go from here? We have hellfire or holy fire. You can either come under the full judgment of God and experience the wrath that is is due our flesh. Or you can come deeper into his presence. Because just like Jesus, he says, I'm coming to baptize you Mm -hmm. with the Holy Spirit and fire. What is your choice today? What are you going to do this week? How will you pursue the presence of God that is so freely given through Jesus Christ? How you say, God, uh, Lord, if there's anything in my life, purge me, consume me, refine me. I want to be in your presence. Lord, if there's anything in displeasing in me. If there's anything displeasing, like David said, search me and know me, O God. If there's anything in me that is displeasing to you, Lord, refine it out, Mm -hmm. purify, consume my flesh, and consecrate my spirit to your service because you are so desirable. God loves you. He wants you to be in his presence. He's provided every way. So would you take that opportunity today? Discuss this message with someone, apply it to your life, and let us close with you in prayer. Father, I pray today for every person who's heard this message, Lord, that we surrender to you in Jesus' name. God, consume us, refine us, let us see the glory of your holiness, the goodness that is you, Lord, that we would not remain at the bottom of the mountain in fear, but follow Jesus Christ, our mediator, to the top, who is gonna see us experience the full presence of God's glory in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for listening in online. Like every week, we want you to have an opportunity to respond today. If you were to die today, where would you spend eternity? Do you have a hope in Jesus Christ? Uh, If you'd like that personal relationship, you'd like someone to pray with you, go to our website, sanctuaryfwc.com. Click on the home page and, and fill out that contact form. We'd love to get to know you more and pray with you and lead you in the right direction. It's simply just to pray a prayer, prayer of faith and say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit that I can live for you all the days of my life by faith because of your grace. God loves you has a plan for your life, and we'd love to walk in that plan with you. Secondly, families, have home church. Be the church. Every night, have a devotional pray together, lead each other in worship, connect through all of our online opportunities at Sanctuary, and grow in this season that God is going to do some great things in your life. We're going to come out of this quarantine and say, God, is in re- we are in revival by the power of the Holy Spirit. And lastly, thanks for keeping our mission alive that not only do we see the gospel go out from our church but into other missionaries around the world. You can give online through sanctuaryfwc.com, through text to give, or by mail. We love you. God bless you. We hope to see you next week.